Welcome to the e-commerce seal news card for January 17th being recorded from Tucson, Arizona and brought to you by the friends at Clavio who recently rolled out SMS. Connect with your customers via SMS with the same powerful personalization you've come to expect from Clavio. Incredibly easy to set up with flexible pay-as-you-go pricing and you can learn more at Clavio.com. Today on the show, uh, of course, hitting the e-commerce news headlines. Man, a lot of news from the last couple of weeks, a lot of stories to get through. And then on the second half uh, of the episode, talking about how to set up, how to really think through the process. I've been experimenting with setting up a, a really a more rigid schedule for my days to try to make sure I'm getting the most out of them, to be intentional with my time. Talking through that process, how that's looked uh, for me, and maybe suggesting some tips on if you want to do that, how you can do that too. Big news from Google to kick us off. They are planning to nix Axe third-party cookies in Chrome by the year 2022. This is part of the broader open-source privacy sandbox project that Google's rolled out aimed at targeting, maintaining their targeting ads uh, on their platform. Probably a good idea, given you know that drives 90% of the revenue, uh, while increasingly protecting user privacy. Um, users must be part of a sufficiently large group to receive retargeted and targeted ads, and Chrome will begin limiting insecure cross-site tracking next month as well. It was interesting. Uh, 100% of the details aren't completely clear, but uh, what is clear is it's, you know, this is painful for, for a lot of sites, uh, third-party sites that use individual cookies to do retargeting. Um, Criterio actually was down, I believe, 17% on the news. Uh, so good for user privacy. Also good to further entrench Google's position as a tech monolith uh, behemoth that uh, has a lot of control over the power to, to run advertisements. More Google news. Uh, they're introducing a new shopping section in the search results as a hat tip to Carson McComas. Uh, and this new section displays links to popular clothing, shoes, and accessories from stores across the web. You can filter by style, department, and size, or look at multiple images of a product. And Google's indexing, organizing, and updating the information from more than a million online shops to show this. I tried to get a sense of how this looked in real time, wasn't able uh, to get actual live feed from it, but it seems like it's kind of a version of, if you think of Google Shopping, uh, but being completely organic, uh, unpaid, and run by Google instead of you as a store owner setting up the feed, as what it seems like uh, it may be. Amazon stopped featuring its own brands in the search results, uh, and featuring is the key word here. They're still there. They're still very much in the search results. They're just um, not putting them at the featured section like some of the other ones. They quietly withdrew it from the top rated from our brands widget, um, but definitely is still there, but not quite as egregious <laughs> as they used to be because uh, they were getting a lot of flack for that. And if you don't follow any other news media or you know, cable news, anything else apart from the ECF podcast, thank you, I'm honored. Uh, I guess that's not the case. So you've probably heard that the US and China signed a huge trade agreement. That's my very horrible Donald Trump huge impersonation, uh, where China is going to buy an extra 200 billion in American products over the next two years, leaves in place tariffs on about uh, 370 billion in Chinese goods, and includes trade secret protections and a commitment from China not to devalue its currency. Amazon lifts their ban on FedEx ground for third-party marketplace sellers just in time for Valentine's Day. Well, we got a lot of time left for Valentine's Day. Uh, vendors can once again use FedEx ground for prime shipments after an abrupt ban in December. FedEx services are consistently meeting on-time delivery requirements, Amazon says, and the companies let shipping contracts totaling about $900 million in revenue for FedEx expire 
last year. So not exactly 100% warm and cozy, but uh, uh, making a couple men's uh, on the relationship there. Shopify launches starter loans for U.S. merchants. Shopify Capital has been around for a while, uh, and it's similar to so many others out there. Uh, lets you borrow, uh, uses your store's revenue uh, as a proxy for you know giving you credit, and then those loans are repaid based on the revenue you bring in. They've had that for a while, but they started offering initial $200 loans to new merchants in 14 states. These are loans uh, that can be you know taken by people without a, an extensive or you know without an extensive revenue record. People just getting started. Loans are repaid as a fixed percentage of the store's daily sales and milestone payments every 60 days. Another big brand jumps on the we're taking off, uh, don't need you Amazon bag wagon, and that's Ikea. Uh, They are leaving, ending a pilot program with Amazon that began in 2018. Interesting to note, Nike, the other big name that recently left Amazon, also left at the end of a pilot program that didn't exactly pan out. And then finally, Google buys e-commerce startup Pointy for $163 million. And if you said, Who's pointy? You wouldn't be alone. Uh, Dublin based pointy helps physical stores list their products online. No data entry required, uh, but an interesting purchase uh, from Google uh, in the e commerce space. And this week in the e commerce field forums, a lot of end of year, beginning of year discussions. What got you inspired about 2020? 2019 is done, thank goodness. Uh, my best investment of 2019, how we hired great people over this last year. Eric Banholtz from Beard Man shaves his beard and a case study on, uh, not case study, but a uh, great uh, kind of look at, at how they used a, a, you know, a seminal moment in the brand uh, for some great content. And then finally, ECF Live 2020, meet your fellow attendees. We're all getting together here in two weeks in San Antonio. Uh, a little over 200 of us for for our annual event. Really looking forward to that. Uh, so if you're coming to that, thank you. Can't wait to see you. And if you're not in the forum and you're a store owner, I'd say, why? what have you been waiting for? Uh, this is such a good community. I, obviously, I'm a little biased, but uh, an incredible community of a thousand strong, uh, high six, seven, and eight-figure store owners. Uh, and being a member just gives you access to a brain trust that you are not going to find anywhere else in the world. Uh, a group of people that knows what you're going through is constantly sharing what's working, uh, talking about software. We have a proprietary review directory where all of our members rate and review the service providers and software that they use. Uh, thousands of comments, hundreds of discussions every month uh, on the stuff that you and I think about uh, every day, and that's how to run and grow your e-commerce business. So if you want to join, we'd love to have you. You can learn more and apply for membership at ecommercefuel.com. So in the last uh, few minutes of the episode here, I want to try to go through and give you in under five minutes, uh, just a quick crash course on how I've been trying to be more intentional about scheduling, structuring my weeks uh, to be able to get the most out of them and be the most um, impactful with my time, directing my time as opposed to just letting the day get away from me. And I'm generally pretty good about this, but this last six weeks have really tried to take it up a notch. So what I've been doing and the process I started with was I sat down and I wrote down what I really want to get done every week. And that boiled down to kind of blocks of time. Uh, and those look like um, deep work time for about you know 10 to 12 hours a week. This is time where your head's down, totally focused on long-term projects. And 10 to 12 hours does not sound like a lot of time. But I would argue that if you can genuinely get 10 to 12 hours 
of non-interrupted, highly focused, productive time towards moving your business forward every week, you're going to be ahead of 90% of people, maybe 95% of entrepreneurs. Uh, and so that's something that I that I set up. So you've got your, your deep work time, your non-deep work time, and this is maybe not as crucial to moving your business forward, but it still is important to keep things running. Uh, so this is emails, this is phone calls, connecting with your team, things like that. And these are all concepts that come from, not surprisingly, uh, the book Deep Work by Cal Newport, which I highly recommend. Uh, and then you have a third category uh, of uh, of things that are important to you, non-work. So this could maybe workout time. It could be family commitments, spending time with your kids, uh, other obligations outside your family or your home. Uh, and then the fourth one is being realistic about buffer time. So how long does it actually take you to walk your daughter to school and get back? How long does it actually take you? Uh, your gym doesn't last an hour. It probably takes closer to probably two, if not longer, by the time you get your stuff ready, you get there, come back, all that uh, kind of uh, transitional time. Uh, so, so you write all that out and you sit down on, on iCalendar or whatever calendar you use, grab an empty week and try to create a template for that using all of these things that are important. It actually is, is harder than you would think. And so once you have that, the next week that rolls around on Monday, try to live by that template and watch how humbling it is to, to, to see how poorly you do at it, even with your best efforts. If you can hit 70% accuracy with what you're trying to do, that's pretty impressive. And like everything, your first stop is going to be over miss, or overly optimistic or you didn't account for things. And so you go ahead and iterate. And so give it a week or two, iterate on things and adjust things around uh, and, and give it another shot. One thing I changed when I, I did this for a couple weeks, two, three weeks, um, and it wasn't actually as much a change from... The schedule not working, but more for from just some information and, and how I felt like the time was being used was uh, my original schedule had an hour in the mornings uh, at about you know six fifteen uh, to maybe seven fifteen ish before breakfast where I'd get some work done before you know having breakfast with the family walking my daughter to school um, and partially I realized that time wasn't as productive as I thought it would be you know there's there's such a Everyone loves beating the drum about getting up at the crack of dawn and working. And, and I got some work done, but it wasn't crazy productive. And the other thing was I read a book called Why We Sleep. And in the course of about four chapters, uh, this guy convinced me that losing an hour of sleep, especially if you're not getting a full eight hours to begin with, if you're shortchanging your sleep to get up early to work, um, at a minimum, your productivity time isn't going to be as effective in the morning and throughout the day. And, and also the hits to your health, longevity, and lifespan are probably meaningful. Uh, pretty interesting book, and it convinced me that, that that extra hour of sleep, also for creativity as well, is probably a better trade-off than trying to slam an hour in early in the morning. would be interesting to hear your thoughts on this if you disagree, uh, but highly recommend the book. Um, anyway, so, so change things around uh, a little bit uh, and took another shot at it. And on uh, you know V2.0, definitely saw some improvement. Went from maybe you know, 65, 70% up to 80, 85%. Not going to be perfect at all, um, but definitely an improvement. And notice that I'm getting more done with fewer hours put in when I am really structured about, uh, about this. One little hack, uh, I don't know if it's a hack, it's something I like to do. On Friday mornings, uh, I have a little adventure time uh, where if I was successful in getting my deep work hours in for the week, uh, and I hit that number, you know, like I said, 10 to 12 hours ish per week. Um, but, but again, really, really hammering those, uh, you know, making sure that it's, uh, it's serious head down time getting that stuff done. Uh, then I let myself take off for two or three hours on Friday mornings 
to go do something, go on a, a long bike ride or, or, you know, take a, take one of the kids out for an adventure, something like that, um, as a reward to get stuff done. Because it's amazing how we as humans, uh, if we know we have five days to do something, we'll take all five days, pretty well documented, uh, uh, you know, habit that we have here. And so if you can, if I can squeeze that into four, uh, and just, you know, reclaim all that time, might as well use it for something, uh, you know, something great. And it's a huge incentive to make sure I make the most of that time. Would love to hear your thoughts on how you're structuring your weeks. If you think I'm crazy, uh, or a scrub, cause I'm not getting up at 6am working anymore, uh, which is maybe true. I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, you can let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts at on the show notes for this episode, ecommercefuel.com forward slash January dash 17 dash 2020, as well as all the links, all the stories I mentioned, uh, including a few other extra little good reads I found uh, throughout the last couple of weeks. Big thanks to our production assistant, Sherelle Tori Campo, for making this show possible, as well as to our incredible news editor, Annie Udarian, and also, of course, to Clavio, who, like I mentioned at the top, has rolled out SMS. Uh, so if you want to start experimenting with a medium that gets some pretty incredible click-through rates and read rates, um, make sure to check them out. You can use them, use them alongside uh, the email that you're already using with Clavio, or if you want to use it as a standalone, you can do that too, and you can learn more at Clavio.com. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Work hard and adventure often, and I will see you next Friday.